Some people clap on a one and three. Some people clap on a two and four. Some people don't join at all because they got no rhythm, and that's all right. Some people, they drink too much. Some people don't drink enough. Some people are just like me. I hope y'all forgive them. I'm like Scott and Tommy Corbins. I'm like Pete Southtown, Zan Zan. I'm always speaking my mind, but I'm better off by my tongue. I'm a bad show at the wrong time. Still, I'm a legend of my own mind. I'm good for the song, but I'm not for Welcome to another episode of Two Ales and Hockey Tales with Wally. This episode is brought to you by Plumbers Golf. And today, I am so excited to have on a 35-year-old from Halifax, Nova Scotia, a seventh-round draft pick of the Pittsburgh Penguins. His hockey journey has taken him to Canada, the USA, Sweden, Russia, Finland, Germany, and Wales. He had a 20-goal season in the Swedish Elite League. He's also a gold medalist in the under-18 and World Juniors for Team Canada, an EIHL playoff champion and Finnish League champion, but he's best known around Finland for being able to go 80 kilometers an hour in second gear. Welcome to the podcast, Stephen Dixon. <laughs> ah, thanks for having me. Oh, man. Well, it's, uh, this is where I uh, get... How are you today, by the way? You doing good? I'm doing good, yeah. Okay, thanks for coming on. So usually I, I mention how we know each other, and I guess this is a bizarre one, is uh, we've never played together. <laughs> um, we uh, both played at Cardiff, uh, <laughs> but I guess uh, uh, why don't you explain the first time you ever met me? <laughs> well, yeah, I think actually, I, I think the first time I met you, you were naked, Wally, I think. Uh, no, like, if I remember correctly, it's hard to forget. <laughs> yeah no I, I i was naked i was spray painted too but yeah you had your spray painted you uh you were back for they had a what was it wally night they called it so you were you were back in town kind of like uh what would you call it like a appreciation night right? yeah 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 i guess so <laughs> yeah anyways yeah you were you I, I heard a lot about you the boys were telling stories i'm like oh this guy must be a beauty blah 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 <laughs> And then you came flying in the room naked, pumped the boys up before a game. And I was just dying laughing. I'm like, oh man, this guy, he's quite a character. <laughs> and then you, and then somehow you got fully dressed and dropped the ceremonial face off like under three minutes. It was incredible. Yeah, no, it was all planned. It all, it all went according to plan. Um, I had to whip on the dress pants Um the jersey they had given me, and uh, I guess the hair was like okay after wearing the Taz head. Um, but um, yeah, Lordo was like seriously Wally. Like as soon as I got in the coach's room after, he's like, "You got two minutes, and you're dropping the puck." And I had to run around the bottom of the bowl oh, there, yeah. and uh, I get out there, and then they they <laughs> they have me go out on the red carpet and to see your guys' faces on the blue line that had never met me, I'll never a forget. Really, a lot of us didn't know either. We were like, what? what is going on? This guy's something else. <laughs> I and I think we went for a few beers after the game, I think. We went that, to, that's right. Yeah. We, yeah. And we hit Chippy Lane, I believe. Yes. Can't, uh, 
You can't miss that spot, right? You gotta. Well, why don't you explain to the listeners what Chippy Lane is? So yeah, Chippy Lane. We we kind of have a similar thing here. When I was younger, we have Pizza Corner in Halifax, so it was everyone goes to to Pizza Corner and gets your late night food. But Chippy Lane is it's kind of I say it's more of an alleyway. It looks like late night during the day, it actually looks pretty good. But yeah, late night, it's. Uh, it's a whole different world, isn't it? Basically, everybody from the city goes there to get kebabs and whatever, pizza, just late night food. And there's puke everywhere. There's garbage everywhere. <laughs> Passed out it's people. Mayhem. Complete mayhem. It's, that's the first time I was there because I was comparing it to, to Pizza Corner here in Halifax. And it's all young people there, Pizza Corner. But Chippy Lane, I mean, it's... You know, people are parents' age, people, you know, all different ages. And it's like, wow, this is this is crazy. Yeah, it's funny. <laughs> oh, yeah, man. They could get absolutely totaled in Wales. <laughs> um, it's a fun culture. It is. And uh, I guess uh, a part, I would say it's somewhat of a link, actually, is that uh, we both got our MBAs in Cardiff. Um, so congratulations on doing that. because Yeah, cause, yeah you went to the Met, eh? Were you at the Met too? Oh yeah, it was the first year of the Met. Okay, yeah. Yeah. great spot. My buddy Stu McRae was at uh, Cardiff University before. Right. Yeah, we won't get into all the specifics, but I love the Met. Uh, great I school. Yeah, one year, great. one year, buckle down and get your MBA. Right. It was. Uh, I mean, it was hard, but I'm glad I did it. But I had. I mean, we had a good crew. I went to school with too, so it was. We uh, we had a lot of fun going out there. It's pretty. It, you know, you're, you're a lot older than everybody else too. It's kind of a weird feeling, but yeah, I, there's a little, I loved it. I, actually, I, I would do that every year, to be honest, just, it gets you away from, you know, sometimes, it, you know, you practice, you go home, you, whatever, especially if you're, if you're by yourself. Right. So it's, that kind of was your entertainment as well. I had a lot of fun, met a lot of good people. So, so did I, I actually had uh, Kumar on episode 10 from, uh, from uh, India on the pod um, from Cardiff Metropolitan University. Um, he went to a devil's game from India. That was his first ever hockey game. And I got him tickets and uh, we told that story. Uh, but anyways, that was after a couple ales. That was the I first time I'd ever done a podcast. It was pretty rough, but okay. Buddy Kuwait too. We got him tickets. They, they did. They're like, this is amazing. Yeah, no, it, it is a cool experience. And you're right, though. It keeps a hockey player moving during the year, right? Like, instead of going yeah. home and hitting Netflix and putting the feet up, it keeps you moving and it gets you prepared for, like, the real world. But let, I, you got too long of a story to get into all this school stuff. Um, but at the start of the episode, I did mention that this episode has a sponsor, ladies and gentlemen, and it's uh, Plumbers Golf. So here we go. The newest lifestyle brand for the social golfer is best known for their slogan, Chip Putt Chirp. Branded for the social scrappy good time golfer. They love ales and hockey tales. Even this week's guest with the second best backhand on the East Coast. He rocks their gear. All listeners of the podcast will have access to the promo code 2ALES20. And that's at plumbersgolf.com. Get 20% off your order with two ales 20. Ladies and gentlemen, we have a sponsor. <laughs> Thanks, Sticky. <laughs> <laughs> it's good stuff. It's good stuff. <laughs> All right. Now, we got a couple random 
stories slash questions to get the episode started before we get into my normal routine. <clears throat> I want to know about uh, the epiphany of when you decided that uh, perhaps your hockey career and living in Europe may go better staying on North American time. <laughs> Does that mean I'm staying up late, eh? <laughs> uh, 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 a colleague of yours, a former teammate, told me that uh, you decided to, uh, <clears throat> I guess, uh, basically sleep the entire day like you were in Canada, and then you, what? <laughs> he said you would wake up like you were opposite. You were like an owl. And you stayed on North American time. And you said, this is easier than going through the jet lag. Well, there was, uh, yeah, there was, a, there was actually one year I remember where I would, and it's not good, but I would sleep. I was getting my eight hours, but it was broken <laughs> up too. So I would sleep from like, I was napping probably say three to seven or two to say three to seven in the afternoon, I'd nap, get up, eat, blah, blah, blah. And then I'd sleep probably three to seven or three to eight at night too. It was, it was kind of crazy, but I just got in this weird routine and I was playing pretty good too. I'm like, I'm just going to, might as well keep just this go going. With it, eh? uh, you know what? I was a heavy napper too. So I can't judge you uh, until I had kids. I, I was, I, I excelled oh, at napping that MBA really, uh, that year really jammed me up with children and an MBA. I tell you naps were over forever. Yeah. It's funny. I doing the school kind of got me out of the, I mean, I, I used to need a nap. Like it was like clockwork. It'd be practice, eat lunch. I'd go for a coffee and then I'd nap, but then <laughs> doing the school, <laughs> well, I was 33, it got me out of napping, but it, might be might have been a little too late. <laughs> That's ridiculous because I was doing the same thing till about uh, well, whenever we had kids like 28, 29, like I had to nap, man. Those days were exhausting, but like when you look at the real world now and you look at how little you need to sleep and how much you got to do, man, those years in Europe where you just <laughs> kind of went to practice and played, like, and then, like you went for oh, coffee no. and went grocery shopping. You know, I didn't realize till you know, this year, uh, not playing how like fun it is. You know what I mean? Like you you're just so used to it. You just, every year you just do it. You think that's kind of normal. And then you, you realize like how much you miss wow, it. That, it's uh yeah, it's, it's a, uh, you know, great, great time. Good, you know, great opportunity to, to have, you know, do that stuff. So. Yeah, I totally agree. Um, okay. Another random question is uh because i'm a bit into food this one kind of threw me off is um if you would go to say like an italian restaurant and they give you the nice bread um and they give you like the olive oil balsamic little salt and pepper um that's not what you dip your bread in eh i dip everything in ketchup (laughs) 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 yeah so you do that at an Italian restaurant, you'd say, I, I just heard it's always a blob of ketchup. With, with just about everything. Yeah. With just about everything. There's only, you know, there's certain. So maybe things. that's going with nap and you're still just a child, eh? Well, basically, yeah. Basically. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, I wouldn't put it on like fruit or a salad, but I mean, there's a lot of things where, I mean, I kind of need ketchup and, and, uh, 
You it's need ketchup, eh? It's, it's just sugar and like, okay, go ahead. Sorry, I'm just, I'm into <laughs> cooking and like, I, I went over to Europe and got into cooking and you go over and are dipping into nice ketchup. bread and ketchup. Come on, man. <laughs> no, I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't specifically ask for the ketchup just to dip it in bread, but if I had ketchup there, I would. But if there was a bottle of Heinz 57 sitting around, that, yeah, that thing's going to exactly. be ruined, eh? <laughs> but I guess my old man, when he was growing up too, he loved ketchup too. So maybe it's uh, hereditary. Okay. Now, know. last uh, random question here. Um, and then you can guess who my uh, source is. Because um, this is the same guy that uh, told me that you love second gear as your favorite gear. You loved rolling stops. Hey, you couldn't come to a full stop. You had to keep her rolling. And uh, the, the one trip he was with, with the uh, car sounded like it was shaking. And he says, man, this car doesn't sound right. And you, you, you were hitting about 80 kilometers in second gear. But the story is... You had a Russian credit card or debit card in Finland and um, you guys had hit the bars and you'd have no idea if there was money left in the account or if there's anything left in it. And every time you decide to try and swipe it, if it worked, you guys would have a good celebration and have a great night. Oh uh, yeah, that's true. I, I couldn't, I couldn't get the online bank. I couldn't figure it out. Well, I don't even know if there was online bank. It was, I mean, nothing probably wasn't in English, but yeah, that's true. That's uh, I'm guessing that's Caldwell, is it? It's either Caldwell or, or Lee. Is it uh, Caldy? Yeah. Caldy, yeah. I, yeah. I tracked him down. <laughs> yeah, we uh geez, we had a lot of we had a lot of fun in those two years in, in Finland. Geez, we had a, I spent two years in this place, Pori, where, where I played with Caldy. And uh man, we had a lot of fun. We had a great group of import guys, and it was like Did you guys so win it there? Yeah, they won it my my second year, but I left at uh, the transfer deadline and went to Russia. And then oh, okay. when so I they left, won it without you. When I left, they were I think they were out of a playoff spot. I left. I don't know if they left. Lost the game after. Ended up winning the championship. Oh. But I was happy for it. It was a uh, it's a great hockey town there. But yeah, me and Caldsy, we used to it, it, some of the stuff we'd uh, we'd get into. I mean, they there was a little airport there too. You could. You could fly to Stockholm for like 30 bucks. You'd be there in like a half hour or something. So it was just some of the stuff we did. We had a lot of fun. Yeah. He mentioned something about, uh, <laughs> about uh, you had an old pair of shoes. And uh, <laughs> you, do you know what that story is about? I don't know. <laughs> okay. Either way, he just said yeah, someone had gotten a really nice uh, present, brand new shoes. And, uh, and, uh, you bought them off of them and gave them your old shoes in the box in Finland at a bar. I don't remember that one. Well, I'm, you know what? Maybe he yeah. has a really good memory. He, this guy, yeah. I, I randomly got a hold of him because I used been actually our, our buddy Leezy. I think I actually remember that story, but it wasn't me. It was it was another guy. Okay. Well, I uh, I'll with that. Randomly though, like I, uh, I hadn't talked to Caldy since I played with him in Syracuse, like my rookie year. And I ran, I emailed him just about coming on the pod. And then I was going through your Finland years and I saw him on the roster and I thought, huh, I better ask him about this oh, yeah. guy, this character. Okay. Caldy's a real good guy. Awesome guy. Um, okay. So minor hockey to the Cape Breton screaming Eagles. Give me a rundown. 
Yeah, so I grew up uh, playing here in Halifax for the Halifax Hawks growing up. And then we uh, I played midget, midget AAA um, for the Halifax McDonald's. Then I got, uh, which was great. It was just right up the street, actually, from my parents. So I could walk to the rink. That was, that was nice. Um, yeah, and then I got drafted to Cape Breton. And, uh, yeah, I spent four, four awesome years in Cape Breton, which is, uh, you know, it's a fun uh, – fun city it's it's it was you know still in Nova Scotia for me which was nice and and uh you know being able to I think my parents were happy because I I stayed in the same like high school and education system did you really like it's all right there like like the Nova Scotia you know I didn't have to go to I didn't have to go to Quebec and try to figure out my school stuff so no I was I was happy to stay in Nova Scotia and you know met a lot of great people down there and you know, that's where Joey Haddad's from. There, there's so many great people down there and played with so many good guys. And, uh, but yeah, growing up minor hockey here, it's, you know, no, uh, I think Atlanta Canada in general is pretty, pretty small hockey community. So it's, it's kind of, everyone kind of knows everybody. And, uh, no, we had a lot of, a lot of good fun. And, you know, I think it's the same for everybody. Like most of my best buddies now are, you know, guys from Wee and Bantam and, you know, growing up like that. So, no, we had a lot of fun over the years, that's for sure. Yeah, um, your hockey buddies seem to be your best buddies. There's no doubt about that. Um, yeah, okay. Um, um, and also Chris Colligan's from that area too, right? Yeah, Cully, yeah. Cully, uh, I played with – when I was 19, Cully was 16. So I played uh, his first year and then my last year. Yeah, Cully's a great guy. You know, all those, you know, Cully Hedan, all those guys from, from Cape Breton. I mean, there's not, uh, haven't met, met too many bad people down there. And, and I, had a, I had a good laugh playing with Cully. And I, uh, I missed him in Cardiff. I think, I think Cully might have finished playing the year before I got there, maybe. Trying to think if he was done the same time as me or if he played one more year or not. Maybe he retired. A, yeah, maybe it was two. I think maybe retired then he yeah two years before me I believe, but yeah, yeah. it would have been fun would have been fun to play with Cully over no, there. No, yeah, I played our first year <laughs> was together with Cully and Haddad, and I I hit it off with both of them. I really liked those boys there. They were my oh, yeah. my neighbors, and uh, Haddad was my uh, roommate on the road. So yeah, I got I got we. Yeah, I've been Haddad's roommate in the road the last two years. <laughs> oh really? So they they sick fellas <laughs> like us on them, eh? I really teach yeah. them a thing or two. <laughs> yeah, that's it. That's it. <laughs> uh, okay, well, at that around that same time, then I say we got to get into this. Is that uh, I think we start with probably. I'm not going to go with the under 18s. We could talk about that, but I'd say we got to talk about like that. Some people say it's the best world junior team ever. You were on a world junior team with Crosby, Bergeron, Perry, Fanuf, Richards, and Shea Weber. There's more than that. Sorry for burping in the mic folks, but there was more (laughs) big names than that. And you were on that world junior team. And that was your second year on the world juniors. eh? like, geez. Yeah, it was, uh, I mean, obviously awesome, uh, awesome memory, you know, to look back on now. I think, you know, as more time goes by, you, you kind of realize how, how cool that was. And, and, uh, you know, I think, I think it all kind of started for me really with, with the under 18s though, you know, coming up through that, 
program and we were able to win the, the under 18 gold medal in, in Yaroslavl at the Worlds. And, you know, we had a big chunk of those guys uh, end up making it the next year in, in Helsinki. And then, yeah, you know, it was a great group of guys. I mean, the, the 85s were, uh, you know, obviously you didn't, you didn't see a lot of them throughout the season, a lot of the guys, but, it, you know, everyone kind of looked forward to, to those tournaments. And, I mean, you look at that, that roster and, uh, you know, the, the funny thing is with all those guys and, and, you know, I mean, these guys are, are, uh, you know, all-star guys and, and, you know, there was no, no egos, everyone, you know, got along and, you know, we had a good laugh. So that, that was a big part of it. Kind of like any team. I mean, everyone needs to get along and have fun and, you know, there's definitely good chemistry there. Oh, that's uh, pretty cool. You had that life experience. Um, so where were some of those tournaments? Did you go anywhere cool? Any good uh, cities? Yeah, we did. The the first the first under 18 was in, uh, I think it was the Holinka Cup. That was in uh, Piastani. I think it was Piastani. It was Slovakia. And uh, that was kind of all our, our first trip. Well, not maybe not everyone, but for me, that was our first trip to Europe. And that was that was kind of a... It was a bit of an eye opener. It was like kind of, you know, wow. You know, it was a little, little different. And then uh, the under eighteen worlds that was in in Yaroslavl, Russia, which I actually ended up going to. I ended up playing there after many, you know, many years after that. But you know, that was a bit of a. I, I actually I shouldn't say much of a culture shock because the facilities there were beautiful. The rink was brand new. It was incredible and, and you know most of the time you're just going from the rink to the hotel anyway you know in a tournament like that there's so many meetings and but that was that was definitely a you know a cool trip and I mean I never thought I'd end up back there playing uh, however many years later 10 years later and then uh, yeah we, we our first world juniors was in Helsinki and uh, yeah Finland I ended up spending four years there later on after that and that's a, such an awesome country that might be you know, definitely, if not my, one of my favorite places I've, I played uh, in Europe, just an awesome people, you know, they love their hockey there. Same with Sweden, all those places. And then, yeah, the last one was in, uh, in North Dakota. So that was cool. That was when we won the gold medal, it was uh, Winnipeg's very close. So I mean, every game, it was all Canadian fans. It was, it was a wild atmosphere. It was, you know, and I think, People were waiting for that gold medal too. You know, it was, it was a few years since they won one, so it was it was mayhem down there. Yeah, that that's pretty cool, man. I uh, live as a kid and as an adult, I've always watched the World Juniors. It's my favorite hockey to watch in the world. Um, and TSN does such a great job of like putting it on, right? That like it pumps everybody up so much. Like, can't Canadians are the ones that are so into it where. The rest of the countries are like, well, the 18 and unders are like the same thing as the 20 and unders, right? It's all the same, but that makes such a production that it's so big in Canada and I'm so into it. (laughs) I think it's starting to, I think it's starting to to grow a bit in in those other countries. I think they're starting to get kind of, well, they, they kind of look at it like for us some years with the, say the world championships, you know, back, you know, it's getting bigger and stuff in Canada, but you know, before it was kind of like, oh, it's the world championships, you know, but I mean, the, you go to some other countries, they live for the world championships, right? So, yeah, oh man, it's, it is everything to them. And every season yeah. in Europe ends 
so that everybody can go to the world championships. The only league that doesn't care is the NHL. Yeah. And it's, and, and I think that's probably why in Canada, it's not such a big deal, right? It, I mean, it is, but it's. Think about if the NHL shut down earlier and Canada got their best team and every year was the best on best. Think about that. Yeah, it'd be crazy. (laughs) Right. right. Instead of everybody hoping something happens every four years, folks, we could do it every year. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, Okay. Next question then is uh, pretty awesome, by the way, that you played on the World Juniors. That's... uh, you got to be the first guy on the pod to do that. I'm pretty sure. So cheers, man. <laughs> cheers. Um, first world juniors, gold medalist folks and 18 and under maybe I, I, I definitely world junior gold. Okay. Um, so then you were drafted by Pittsburgh. Which year did that happen? That was uh, 03, 2003, went to Pittsburgh. So that's like at the start of Cape Breton or middle of it, I guess. And then, um, so you sign with them. Um, What's that like then? What's your first training camp like? And like, you're, you're finally there. Well, yeah, it was, I mean, we always had like rookie camps and, and then you'd go down. uh, Yeah. We'd go down in the summers for all that stuff, but, but yeah, after you sign and then, you know, you go to the the real training camps, it was, uh, yeah, it was pretty cool experience because they still had uh you know mario was still playing then and uh it was just it was pretty pretty wild experience really because you know a lot of a lot of the older guys were still there that you know you grew up watching i mean idolizing really so it was guys kind of a crazy crazy thing i guess but i mean when you're there you don't really think about it too much you just kind of go about your business and you know, just try to do your best, but yeah, we, we ended up, uh, I ended up in Wilkes-Barre after that, after training camp and all that. And Can I ask quick though, while we're on that topic is, uh, <laughs> what that was like, like Mario being around, like however long you lasted there was that that's gotta be, that's pretty up there in like, well, it was just cool. Cool to be on the, on, you know, on the ice, same, same sheet ice with him and watch him and just, you know, I didn't realize how big he was and you know, he's so smooth and yeah, he was just fun to watch. I mean, yeah, I mean, he's probably one of, you know, well, he is one of the best to, to ever do it. Right. So just to see, just to see him and, and the way he skates and, you know, just how big and, and his reach and everything was, it was pretty crazy. <laughs> so I guess that, I guess since this pod is generally not, big name players. I got to ask these questions while I got guys that played with these guys, you know, I never played with them. Just a training game. (laughs) No, I understand that. But this next one is like, so you're on the world juniors with Crosby, then you're drafted to the penguins and you're going to those training camps and you're from the East coast. So you got, you got to have somewhat, you got to know him somewhat with all those ties, right? Yeah. Well, we grew up, uh, so Sid's uh, 87 and I'm in 85, but Sid would always jump up. Uh, you know, he, he'd jump up, play double underage. And, uh, you know, Sid was always, even doing that, he was, you know, the best guy. So it was, yeah, I grew up playing against him and, uh, yeah, playing with him. I think we played on a select team in, uh, I think it might've been Adam. So yeah, we played on the, on the Nova Scotia Raiders and yeah, going through, going through those, uh, 
you know, the world junior stuff and, and, you know, having a guy, another guy from, from Halifax and, you know, before that it wasn't, uh, you know, you didn't see too many, you know, so many guys from Nova Scotia get that opportunity. So, you know, for, for those two years, you know, with being, being there with him and, you know, usually growing up playing against him and he was in Ramouski, I was in Cape Breton as well and junior and, but uh, yeah, that was that was a cool cool experience to go through that, uh, you know, playing playing on his team. But uh, yeah, from being from around here, you know, we'd skate in the summers and and uh, you know, definitely uh, definitely been been watched. You know, seen his whole career. You forget, uh, you know, to a lot of us, he's he's just Sid, right? And then you forget, uh, you know, you're sitting there, geez, he's, you know, for him, it's like, oh, he you know, he won the cup this year. It's oh great. You know, you see him and you forget he's very down to earth guy. So you forget all the stuff he's accomplished. Right. Which is, uh, you know, that's why he's so, you know, so many people like him and just the way he handles himself. Right. And that's why like, you know, guys like from Ontario and everywhere else is like, Oh my gosh. Like, like Sid, you know, Sidney Crosby, but like you guys are like, Oh, it's just said like, cause you know, him. <laughs> well, if you, I think, you know, we just grew up playing against him and guys played yeah. with him everyone kind of knows like, oh, you know, and then, you know, after you realize, geez, you forget, I, I, it's more how down to earth and a good of a guy he is. You forget when you're talking, you know, how much he's accomplished. It's incredible. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, you're in the minors with the pens organization. Cause I think you got so much going on here. We're going to keep a Cole's notes for some of this stuff is the, penguins minor league days did you ever feel like you were close to a call-up because i saw because i i've seen the type of player you are i watched the match on wally night which by the way i think you scored a goal and there's a picture of you like celebrating and i'm topless in the crowd in the background it's quite the photo actually (laughs) now that you're on the podcast i've seen that photo but um for you to get 40 something points in the ahl I don't think you're really necessarily like whatever you want to call it. You're more like maybe in front of the net, um, tough. Maybe you could shut down top lines. I don't think you're really there to be a point of game guy or anything, but you had over 40 points a game or what, what did I just say? 40 points that yeah. season in an eight. Yeah. I, yeah. My, I mean, my second year, I, I mean, the, my two years in Wilkes-Barre, I was more, more of a defensive role. So I was, you know, checking line center. I don't think I played any power play either year. I don't maybe I don't even know if I played a shift. So it was more definitely in that role, killing penalties and, uh, you know, shutting the other team's top line down. And no, to be honest, in, in, in Wilkes-Barre, we had a kind of a group of, group of young guys. And I'm not sure any of us really, got a sniff then we you know there was a lot of the the older guys but our group that we came in with uh I don't think anyone got a call those two years maybe I'm maybe I'm mistaken but no to be honest I didn't really you know what it's like when they call a guy up some I mean the odd time they'll call up a check-in if they need a check-in line but most of the time it's the guy who's getting the points is going to go up anyway you know what I mean like even if they're even whatever role, it's, even if they need a fourth line winger, yeah, no. Sometimes yeah, you're gonna 
I think it it's got to make more sense now what they do, right? But who knows? Because yeah. I like nowadays though, it's like if you're a top scorer in the HL or I, yeah, it's all very bizarre how they make some of the decisions in the AHL and the NHL and who goes up. But go ahead. Yeah, but no, I just I just didn't. I, I mean, there was we had a lot of good players there too, and like I said, I wasn't, uh, you know, I wasn't really on the in the offensive side of things, so I didn't really. I mean, I would have liked to get called up, but I never really, I didn't it, see, you know, most of the young guys weren't going up to the, I shouldn't say the young guys because everyone was pretty young, but like that crew that I came up with. So it was, I never really felt that uh, I was too close there. But okay. uh, when I went to, when I went to Portland, um, I had Kevin Deneen there as a coach and he was, he was an awesome guy. He was, uh, he was really good. And, and he, you know, he played me a ton, which was, which was awesome. And, I don't know. I never, I never asked for anything, but I was probably a little bit closer there, maybe. <laughs> but who knows? Because and didn't that's happen. with Anaheim. It happened in both places, so did, you know. Is that with Anaheim? That was Anaheim's team, yeah. Did what, what, so? Is that the same time, like say Joe Motzko and Mark Harding get traded there? No, I think that would have been after them. Okay. Yeah. Maybe maybe a year or two after they were there. Okay, because yeah, that's when I was. They got traded when I was in Syracuse. I was just trying to figure out where they're. Yeah, I remember are. that. So I think yeah, I would have been the year. I believe the year. My first year was 06. It's the year they won it, right? Yeah, so I would have been the year. Yeah, I believe the year after. Yeah, I came in the year after. Yeah. Okay, so you you uh, so that's the end of your. Um, Entry level, they call it in the business. Um, but anyways, I got one more question, I think, because, you know, we talked about Crosby and Mario. Well, we're there in the same organization. There's a lot of famous people, I guess. Is uh, you were you not you were roommates? Were you not with Biz? Because I I listen to Spit and Chicklet. So yeah. now I hear them talk about you still and like shaving stuff, right? Like, does that <laughs> does that does that offend you now when they're talking about you shaving your chest oh, hair or okay. what? No, geez, we, uh, you know, we we had a lot of characters in, in Wilkesbury those my two years there, like just a hilarious, hilarious crew. And uh, yeah, we lived my my first year. It was me, uh, Bissonette, and Carcillo. We lived in uh, like a three bedroom <laughs> kind of. It was a pretty small place, but it was kind of one of those things where you know it's like you're you're 20 years old and they're Dip like and oh, catch they up on the- everything. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but no, it's like, okay, here, okay, here's your, whatever, you're going to be here. You got to go find a host. You're like, oh my gosh, you're looking around. Anyways, we ended up basically, I mean, I'm not going to, it was kind of in a rough area of town. We didn't know, we didn't know any better. Anyways, we ended up in this three bedroom apartment, but we had, uh, we had so much fun. We had a lot of laughs and you know, maybe too much fun. And, and, but no, it was, it was even on that team. You look at the guys there, it was like Whitney was there. I mean, Whitney wasn't there the whole year, but Colby Armstrong, like you see all these guys in, into that side of the things now. Right. You just, but that's what's not, winning, right? Like winning does that. I think success does that. Right. Cause did they not win? But I guess not, not really. That's not the pens that won. They're just all different characters. eh? well, it was our first, my rookie season in Wilkesbury, we had, uh, I think we won like 
it might have been a record. I think it was close to like 20 in a row or something. It was something crazy. Or 20 games without a regulation loss. I don't, maybe 18. I, I can't remember. But it was just a crazy streak we had on. And, uh, and we were just having so much fun. It was just like every, you know, it was like in the American League. It was just, I mean, you're. No, oh, it's a circus. Yeah, if you get a night off, everybody was out back in the day. <laughs> that's what I mean. Even like the, the older guys and the whole team was. We just had a good group of guys that got along. And then, uh, yeah, Tarion was the coach and, and he ended up, uh, the Pittsburgh coach got fired. He went up and then he brought up a, a bunch of guys. And, you know, that kind of, that's the thing with the American League. It's, there's people coming and going all the time, right? Oh, that's yeah. What, yeah. It's not a team. Well, I mean, there's, <laughs> there's the staples, but it's not a team, man. You're not a team. Oh, but it was like that first, you know, whatever, 20 or whatever games is, it was pretty like, pretty tight group and then it was kind of after after that and people are coming and going all the time and you, then you kind of realize like oh this is kind of what it's all you know this is how it's going to be right and that's what i noticed when i went to europe what i really liked actually was it's kind of like okay the, here's your team you know let's a hundred percent together yeah like we're gonna build a good culture here like there's no tryouts there's no you know there's healthy competition but there's no like I mean, you're not fighting for, I don't know, like you're not, no, you're right. It's a team. Right. Like it's, you're the team and like, you're going to have internal competition and like who does the top dog, who's going to be the, the whipping boy, like who's going to get some PK time. Like who's going to get the last minute when you're down a goal, who's going to get it when you're up a goal, like all of that's good, but you're a team and you yeah. practice. You, you, it's not like, Oh, the college season ended. Look at the five new boys sh- like getting changed in the shower. <laughs> that exactly. was me. That yeah. was me. <laughs> yeah, that must have been a weird feeling, eh? Like, well, and you said you were like at rookie camps and all that coming up. Like, I had never been to a rookie camp. I had never been talked to by an NHL team, and then all of a sudden, I was in an NHL training camp. <laughs> but like, oh. I left. I left Western Michigan. I had never been around NHL pro at all, and then. I'd go out for a warm up and the jersey's not there and you're just not playing. But like then they're telling you to literally sit on a chair in the shower to get changed for practice. And you're like, I'm really not feeling like much part of the team here. <laughs> yeah, it's it's such such a such a weird weird dynamic, I guess, when all that stuff, especially like when the college guy comes in. Okay, so Europe's way better. So let's get into that because um, you did make that decision, though. After your entry level, you make the decision to go to, I believe it was the Swedish Elite League, which is, a, in my opinion, I'd be making that decision too. That sounds like way more fun than the AHL. But what was Sweden like? Sweden was awesome. Yeah, I, uh, I love playing in Sweden. You know, Brinus was uh, the first team I went to for, for two years there, and you know, they were at the time I was the only import guy. So I didn't know what to expect. And it was kind of like a, cause I got qualified by Anaheim. It was kind of like an off the whim type of thing. And I, I just got the call. My agent called about Sweden and I was just kind of like, you know what? Yeah. Okay. And then all of a sudden this was like into August. So it wasn't like I had it planned all summer. So it was into August. So I'm walking into like, they're already kind of, in the flow of training camp as well. And, and you know, they're intense. That, yeah. Yeah. So I was, I don't think I would have had to go, went to rookie camp. So I would, it was, if I signed back, I was going to go to main camp. 
So I'm looking, you know, getting ready for probably another month and a half or something. And then it's like, I'm on a plane going to Sweden. And I'll never forget when, when I got there, the, the shape of these guys, it was like, it was insane. They, they were doing a, the Cooper's test. I think it was, I think it was like seven and a half laps. I can't remember. And I remember my trainer was telling me like, or a trainer here was like, yeah, you know what? If you can get like, geez, if you get like 13, 14, I don't know. I forget what it was. 13. You'll be, you'll be fine. And one guy got over 12 minutes. Like these guys were like, I went down. It was good. I flew in that morning and the GM was like, Oh, you're, you just flew all day. We're not going to make you run. We don't want to, you know, you were sitting in the plane. I saw you just come down and watch the guys. I sat there. I was watching these guys. I was like, Oh my God. Like their, their off ice training at the time was crazy. Like there was so, you know, here it was like lift weights, ride the bike, bikes were there. They were just, they were doing a lot of running, I guess, because <laughs> these guys were like hyenas. I was like, Oh my God, thank God. I did not have to do this test. Cause I would have been like, I didn't train to do this test. So it would have been, been ugly, but no, it was, I just remember getting there. And, I mean, these guys treated me so good. I, like I said, I was the only import guy and I was still 20, 23, 24. So still fairly young. Right. And they, uh, no, they took uh, took great care of me. There's you know a few older guys there. Andreas Dakel used to play for the Sens there. They're in their probably late 30s at the time, and you know just watching those guys every day. He had a pretty successful NHL career, and you know these guys are back playing in their in their hometown, and I mean the the way they worked, and you don't realize how big hockey is in some of these towns in Sweden and stuff, and everywhere really, but you know, especially with the promotion, the teams can go up and down. It's, it's crazy. It's oh. crazy. I had, I had no idea. I got there every rink in Sweden, beautiful rinks, full, crazy fans. I'm like, man, this is a, uh, you know, I didn't, ex didn't really expect that at all. I didn't know what to expect, but I didn't expect it to be that big. Um, yeah. I never played in Sweden or really like, I guess, the top divisions but like even the second league in germany man like i went over what? there and they got fireworks going off in the crowd there's like there's like the the riot police at every game especially if you're playing like a derby game against a close rival like the, it it's insane in the crowd no matter like it's just like i figure it's just like european football or soccer um, but it's in a hockey arena in Germany, at least for sure. But I don't know what it's like in Sweden in the crowd. Yeah, no, it's, it's, I think it's that same atmosphere in all those countries, right? It's just, and it's funny. You don't, you get over there. You don't think anyone knows you. Oh, I know. I, I live that way too. I live that way too. And when I look back on it now, I'm like, well, it really, you know, they're pretty small towns and like, you're the guy that doesn't speak german or swedish right yeah, so they probably have your you know you're coming in they probably have it in the paper and you're just going over thinking no one yeah. like, you don't realize how big it is and no for one i think it was in sweden i had, someone was going to school close by like a friend from home and i he came in and i think it was i don't know it was maybe preseason and we played saturday and maybe it was a thursday night he we went for dinner and had probably, you know, not many, few, few beers, just catching up, shooting the shit, you know, he's buddy from Canada, he's close, comes in. But yeah, the next day, the, one of the oil, like, oh man, were you, uh, 
were you out last night? I said, no. I'm like, oh, were you drinking? I said, no, I went for dinner and I had, you know, a few beers. I'm like, oh man, yeah, like someone saw you having a beer. And people are saying you were out drinking, going to the club. I'm like, no, I'm like, I went for dinner at like six o'clock. But they, you just don't, you know, oblivious to how, how big, big the hockey is. At um, least when I first went there. Yeah, you definitely uh, like to have like drinks out in public, man. And like in Europe, it's like, yeah, yeah. And then like, it's nuts. Yeah, yeah it's nuts. Um, and then you go to Wales and it's a completely different culture, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Or it was, I guess it's changed now. The game's changed, right? I, you were telling me all the boys are soft now. When I went over for Wally night, I think I remember you telling me that, that the game's changed. <laughs> well, I think. I think everywhere it's kind of like that a bit, right? Yeah. Kind of. But I mean, hey, hey, hold on, hold on. We are, whoa, I totally forgot a whole segment of my show. Okay. Where are you now and what are you doing now? I'm, uh, I'm in, uh, I'm in Halifax, Nova Scotia. And to be honest, I, I'm not doing, uh, well, I'm staying busy, but I mean, I was going to go back. I signed to go back to Cardiff and play. And then, you know, obviously the season got canceled. So, uh, yeah, I was kind of waiting around a bit. And, and then all of a sudden, uh, you know, I waited. I can't remember when they officially canceled the season, but, you know, I was, you know, I, I was looking forward to going back to Cardiff and, you know, was hoping they'd have a season. I was waiting around, waiting around. And then, you know, all of a sudden you're kind of into November, December, and I had a few things pop up and a few places to go play. And then, um, I don't know, it was one of those things we were, we were, all, we were so lucky here in Nova Scotia as well with the, with the COVID, uh, especially throughout the winter that, you know, life was pretty, pretty normal here for the most part. We had the numbers low and the rinks were open. The Everything was open. So yeah, it just kind of got to that point. And then it was, I mean, you get into Christmas, it's like, ah, oh, well. Well, that's what I was going to say. It's got to be because yeah. I know my first year home, like I was a, <coughs> a bit, <coughs> it was, you know, you're out of hockey for the first year and it's a big adjustment. But like being home for Christmas and like the events, that's got, had to have been nice this year, eh? Even if well, yeah. you can't really do much though, can you? <laughs> yeah, no, that was, that was the, the other part of it. it was, you know, obviously I wanted to play and, and, you know, miss playing, you know, still want to play all that, but, you know, being home for, yeah, you know, Christmas and people's birthdays and stuff. You're never, you know, Thanksgiving stuff like that, that you're never home for is pretty, you know, it's pretty, I mean, I would have rather been playing hockey, but it was pretty, uh, you know, pretty cool to be home for that. And, and uh, I mean, really move away. I think I moved away when I was 16 to go play. I'm 35 now. It's like, you know, this is my first Christmas home in, you know, almost 20 years. So it's, it's a, it's kind of a weird feeling, but at the same time, it was, I just kind of looked at it as a positive and, you know, enjoy time with friends and family that, you know, you don't, don't really get to that often. Right. Yeah, no, I agree. And I like your outlook on it because I know it's hard on a lot of guys and uh, it, you know, it, you can either look at it one way or the other way. And that sounds like a good way of looking at it because it's been tough for everybody, but huh? Yeah. Yeah. You can't do much, you know, it's just, no, roll with the punches. Okay. So back on track now, we were in Brinus 
now you go there for two years and you i think we were we, we had talked about it so now you make the decision to go to amur kabarovsk oh that was good not bad eh? yeah so yeah it was uh <clears throat> yeah i ended up going over to russia in the, in the khl there for and that kind of happened. Uh, I was actually kind of wanted to go back and play in North America, actually, after those couple years in, in Sweden. And and you yeah, had was, good years, eh? Like, you had a 20-goal year in the Swedish Elite League. That's why I actually had that. I don't know if it's on my notes, but it was in my brain, was that you had to have had a bigger decision there, whether or not maybe you're going back on, like, a two-way with a big AHL deal or, like, just a big Russian deal, right? Yeah, there was some talk yet about, about going back. And, uh, I mean, it was just kind of kind of back and forth a bit. And, but at the same time, I mean, the Russian, the Russian uh, you know, Russian camps and everything, and, and their season starts early, right? So I you got to make those decisions early, don't you? I had you? to make that decision. I was just kind of humming, you know, there was talk over here, obviously, but not, you know, you uh, didn't have a talks, talk, yeah. right? Yeah, talks, talk, and, and, you know, maybe something would have got done, but, you know, you know, when the Russians are calling, you know, they want to know. So I just kind of, you know, the one good thing with a guy, David Ling from uh, Remote East here, he, he's a good fella. He, uh, he was the captain of the team over there. So that was, you know, going over and having another, another Maritimer there was, you know, definitely was a, kind of a big drawing point and, and a lot easier transition for me, but I went over there and it was, uh, yeah, it was, it was, I actually, this is a great city, crazy hockey fans there too. It was, I mean, the team, the team there always is not very good. Like they don't, maybe they've won the playoffs once in the, in like the history of the team, but they, uh, the fans are crazy hockey fans. You would never guess it, but I mean, the, the flights were, I, I didn't really, I knew, I looked at the maps and oh, it's pretty far. It looks like it's pretty far away, man. You get over there and it was the flight to Moscow was like seven, eight hours or something. I think I, it was the same distance from Halifax to Moscow and then Moscow to this place. <laughs> so really, it, like it's over like 6,000 kilometers or something. It was crazy. So there's some hour changes involved there, eh? <laughs> yeah, there was like seven time zones. I think he flew over, going back and forth. And this is before the next time I went back, they had the league. It, you play four games at home, four away. So it'd be like every second day. Then you'd have a couple days off. Then you'd hit the road, and like teams kind of traveled in in groups, kind of. They, they, the schedule there's good now, but this was before that, so it'd be like. You could fly in, play maybe like one game in Moscow, one or two, and then you're going everywhere. It was, I mean, you were just jet lagged the whole season. You were just, it, it was a pretty <laughs> weird feeling. But hockey wise, and and I mean, I had I had a lot of fun there. We had, uh, you know, same thing. We had great imports: Brett Skinner, Jan Denny, Linger. Like we we had uh, we had a great time, great time, but. It's definitely challenging, you know. By the end of the year, you're kind of you're pretty worn down. Um, so you have to live in like the Baza or whatever it's called, Baza. right? Baza. Uh, so that's like it's like a kind of like a hotel, kind of like a barracks type thing, right? Yeah. So there's the one we had there was 
pretty nice. It was like a nice hotel, but I've heard like, yeah, some of them are like basically like the army type of things. But this one there, the, the guys thought I was crazy. The, my buddy Skinner, I'd be like, man, I love the Baza. Like, what do you mean? I like, man, I love hotel rooms. You go in there, you relax, you get room service. Oh, he's great. He's like, yeah, you're crazy. Man. I, I didn't mind. Like, I'm probably, that's why I, I actually didn't mind Russia at all. Like, I had, uh, you know, I, I, I didn't do bad over there. Like, I just, I don't know, just kind of rolled with everything where, like, some people hated that thing. You had to stay at the hotel. Oh. Like, before. I, I kind of liked it. I was like, oh. Some people can, I think there's some people though that can roll the punches better than others. Um, <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Um, I, yeah, I think there's just, well, but like, you know, it's not for everyone. Like the song I always play at the start of an episode. I'm not for everyone. The base is not for everyone or the Baza or whatever the hell it's called. Right. Oh, it's not yeah. for everyone. Yeah, no, it's, but I think there are a lot of teams. I actually I shouldn't say that, but I I know when I went to uh, to Yaroslavl, they were they were starting to get a, get away from it a bit, and and uh, in Uger they were they were getting away from it a bit. But is I'm that right? Sure. Eh. Okay. Um, I'm not sure. What it, I'm not sure what it is now. But okay, so you didn't mind that season. You mentioned a few of the guys that were there. Um, so then. Um, I guess the other guys we've had on were from a different team and they had like a mob boss. You don't have any like cool stories about like being run by the mob. Cause you're probably not run by the mob cause you're not making the playoffs. Right. Yeah. You, they were probably in uh, what was it? Vitas, wasn't it? Uh, yeah. Check off. Yeah. 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 I've heard you know, some stories about there. I think my, my buddy Walser or Derek Walser was there as well. But uh, no, I don't, I don't, I think our team out there, like I, to be honest, I never really saw any of that, like the, the mob stuff at all, to be honest. Like I never, I never. Do you have a translator that drove you around and all that? Yeah, we had a, we had a trans, we had two of them in, in Habarovsk. Uh, Sabres, we used to call another guy, Arkady. Then we, yeah, we had one in, uh, in Yaroslavl. And then I'm trying to think in, yeah, in Ugra, yeah, we had uh, the assistant coach was, but then he left actually. And then, then, yeah, there was kind of like no translator. So it was that, that year when I went to Ugra, you could, I used to laugh. It's like, man, if I didn't want to talk to anybody or like zone out all day, I could do it. Cause it, I didn't have to listen really. So was, <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. yeah. It's like when I first went to Germany, <laughs> the co when I first went to Germany, the coach didn't say anything in English. Everything was in German and I didn't know any German. So I just sat there and I was like, so what now? Go, They'd be like, go in the back of the line and watch. <laughs> yeah. And then in the games, I'm like, do I need to know something? They'd be like, Nope, just go, just go play. <laughs> um, okay. Next question. Um, so you go for, well, you said some of the names. So you were at Brinas and then you're at Amur Kabarovsk. Now you're going to Asat, Finland. Yeah, that's what with uh, Kaldi there in Finland. It, is he in Asat or is yeah. he in, he's in both? He was in I thought he was in Tapera. No, he was in, I was with him in Asat. Then he, he went to Luko, I think, after that. 
Okay, so he's an ass at. Um, these names are awesome. I love it. Um, so you're there for Finland in two years, and my notes here, my research team, um, all I have a dash is it says big years points. So it sounds like you did good. <laughs> yeah, no, we, you know what? We had uh, our coach there was awesome. He, uh, Kari Kivi was the name, and he, uh, you know, we had a we had a really good power play. And I, I ended up clicking pretty good with the, this uh, Slovakian guy, Zabor, Thomas Zaborski. And uh, I was playing centers with him, and we had some really good wingers, Savanine and uh, Radic Smolnak. We, we had, and then, uh, anyways, we had a great power play both years I was there. It seemed like we just clicked pretty good. Like our power play was off the charts and we were all putting up pretty big numbers, which was good. I mean, a lot of us ended up, uh, you know, getting back over to Russia after, after those two seasons there in, in uh, assets. So it was, no, it was just a great, uh, great hockey town. And, and, uh, like I said, we had a real good group of import guys, Caldwell, uh, Mark Lee, Etman, Heshka, Sean Heshka. So we had a lot of, a lot of fun. Yeah, no, he, he, if, if you go over there and like the imports you don't totally mesh with, it changes your year drastically compared to if you go over with Caldwell and he raved oh. about this Mark Lee fella too. And he said, maybe oh, yeah. he would come on the pod. And I said, well, Hey, I, I I'm ready to get to know all these people. Cause if, if you guys are both saying he's a beauty, I, I would be yeah, more than happy to get to know him in uh, by via zoom here in the pandemic. Cause I think this is like having a year like that over in Finland must have just been like, it, that's, that's living is when you have a bunch of guys, you're all kind of like family and you stay family after a year like that. Right. Oh yeah. And even, uh, you know, both years, my, I remember my parents would come over and we'd have, uh, there was a lot of the imports on the other teams. We were all buddies with too. Tyler Redenbach. There was a whole crew of them. So my parents would always come over for Christmas and, uh, every Christmas we'd have the Christmas party for all, like all the imports. So it'd be everyone, you know, Skinner, the guy was something before, but anyways, a bunch of guys, the guys we knew, they'd all, you know, drive up to, to asset their poor, it's called. And we'd have this mega, like this massive Christmas bash or just, you know, just fun, fun being, you know, with, with your buddies like that in a, in a you know, a different country with a different call. I don't know. It was just a lot of fun. I, I know, I know, like I, yeah. for, for me when I, yeah. And when you're having success too, right. But like, anyways, go. So you go from, uh, now you were in asset with Caldy. Is that right? Yeah. Asset. So that you did two years there and you did really well. So now you're going to locomotive Yaroslavl. And Yugra, yep. Yugra Conti Mansk. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's what elite <laughs> prospects told me, man. So that's back to Russia. So what's that like for what's that two years there? Yeah, so I ended, I finished the year there in, in Yaroslav. And was Mark Flood with you in, uh, yeah, absolutely. And before we get to that, because I believe he may be a Maritimer too, is this episode is brought to you by Plumbers Golf. 
www.plumbersgolf.com. Put in your code to ALES20 for 20% off your next order. And yeah, Mark Flood, I love that guy. He was, he was what, like, why do I like Maritimers so much? I like all of them. Every guy you bring up, uh, I think they're awesome. Yeah. Good guys out here. <laughs> yeah, Flutter was in Syracuse and Dayton kind of right when I was breaking in, but then he got traded and we, like, we were only in a hotel together for about a month, but yeah, like we hit it off. I really enjoyed his company. Oh yeah, he was great. So he was in Yaroslavl when, uh, when I went there, we had an American coach, Tom Rowan, but yeah, that was, that was pretty cool. I got to, you know, it was, that was the team that had the, 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 you know, terrible, the, the plane crash there. And so they, they ended up, uh, you know, they sat out for a year and then this was kind of their first year back. That's when you and Flutter are there. Yeah. Yeah. So it was, uh, and Tom Rowe was the coach from uh, American Coach. And yeah, he was a great guy. Curtis Sanford, Nicholas Hagman, there's Cronwall. There's a lot of a lot of really good guys there. And, and uh, but yeah, it was it was pretty cool to just uh, you know, just having the, the hockey back and, and seeing how much it meant to that uh, you know, that city. And you know, it was uh, obviously very pretty sad as well, right? With with what happened, but um, yeah, we ended up uh, we ended up losing the first round though, and, and I ended up going. I think they had an option, or uh, yeah, they had an option to bring me back the next year. So, you know, luckily they they signed me back for another year, and and I went back, and uh, yeah, it was you know we started off slow, and and you know the coach got fired about three games in, and that was kind of you know, kind of the end of me as well, really. It was about, you know, it was healthy to a few games and then as soon as the new you know, coach comes kind of in, then... fourth line. Yeah. So is well, the new, yeah, the new was, coach is know, the new coach Canadian? No, no, no. He was uh he was a Russian guy. But no, it was wasn't even it wasn't even it was sorry, it wasn't even that. It was just you know, there's a lot of pressure to win over there. It's it's uh you know and if, if you know, you take, you have a bad game or a couple bad games. It's, you know, you could be out like they, you know, you, you know, they hire and fire pretty quick. So it was, it was, uh, you know, pretty quick transition. And then, you know, obviously I wasn't, wasn't, uh, fitting in, in the plans. And so then I went to, uh, ended up going to Ugra and, uh, yeah, this was a weird little, I shouldn't say weird. It was actually a really nice city, but it was in the middle of Siberia. And, uh, but same thing. They had great facilities. It wasn't a, it wasn't a big, a big city at all. It was more of a town, but it was, you know, had a nice apartment, you know, nice rink. Everything was, uh, everything was, was pretty nice there. It was, it was kind of a, a, there's a lot of oil around it, I guess. So, I mean, you go out for, for suppers and you could hear a lot of people, not that I talked to them or knew them, but, you know, I think there was a lot of people in the oil industry that were, you know, from, you know, Westerners that would be there from Europe or North Americans. And you could hear people all around you speaking English. It was kind of, kind of a weird thing. But So when you're at those restaurants with those, I'm assuming they're quite uh, impressive people in the oil industry. Are you dipping everything uh, I don't in ketchup? Know are, you, are you dipping everything in ketchup? Oh, of course. Yeah, of course. <laughs> Can't eat it without it. <laughs> I love it. That's fantastic. 
Uh, <laughs> you like the ketchup? <laughs> no, I just I'm into food, and I just I just can't imagine. <laughs> I can't. Sorry. You don't ketchup on much. Um, I try not to. If I do, I I I put in sriracha with it and stir it up to make okay. spicy ketchup. You know, I I can't just do it plain. Fancy ketchup. Fancy ketchup. I guess so. I don't know. I can't just do it, man. That's that's wrong. Um, so any other good Russian stories? So like, as far as like getting paid and getting your money out of there, like you were probably not at the start when I heard some real crazy stories um, that I don't really have on the pod yet. But you were probably at the point now where guys are uh, usually getting their money. Is that right? Yeah, I think like talking from from some like buddies that were playing there for a long time i think it was you know when they went from the russian used to be the russian super league and uh yeah you hear some crazy crazy stories from there but uh you know i think when they went to the khl they they and this i mean i think they tried to and i think now it's it's uh it's pretty you know it's good but they you know they tried to wanted to clean it up and, and make sure you know guys are you know, getting their money and stuff. But I mean, I never saw the paper, you know, you hear the stories about the paper bags and the all cash, but no, I was always, you know, we always had the, you know, our same as you get paid in Cardiff or anywhere else, right. Is you have your bank account and it gets put in there. So I never, uh, I never saw any of that. I mean, I would find that very entertaining though. Like I wouldn't mind, uh, I would have liked to have been around for that, you know, that, that type yeah, of stuff. Yeah. It sounds exciting, right? <laughs> But you know, you hear even when I was there, you I didn't see it, but you hear you heard of a few teams that were still, you know, kind of operating like that. But I mean, I, I I didn't I didn't see too much of it. But I mean, it's uh it's definitely a culture shock, right? It's it's you know it's a different world over there. And, but you know, I never had uh, I never had like a real bad experience there. That you know, the people were nice to me and treated me good and you know guys on the team even even the russian guys that didn't speak the best english were all super nice so okay next i got i got a question just off the top of my head here since we're on the topic kind of is uh one foodie to another what was the uh what was your culinary experience like in russia how was the food the food was i mean the restaurants were actually really good some you know most you know, you get into some of these cities and, and they had uh, the menus were like pretty, pretty extensive. Like there's a lot of, you know, they had every type of different, you know, they had the sushi and the whatever you want, Italian. This, this, uh, but uh, no, I didn't mind. I used to like that. The borscht, I think was called the soup. They used to, it's kind of like a beet soup. I used to like that. I never, I didn't have, uh, I didn't have too much problem with the food either, to be honest. Oh, and there's see- a lot of nice restaurants because there's, I mean, the, I'm guessing it's the rich people there that open the restaurants, so they want to have, you know, the some of the best stuff. I guess I don't know, but yeah, I didn't, I didn't. Uh, some of the some of the better meals I had were actually over at some of those places. Okay, well, no, I, you probably at the nicer restaurants than. Uh, but everything uh, everything's super affordable there too, right? So it's right. Yeah. No, it, restaurant it, and have good it, meal for very affordable it really sounds interesting to me i kind of wish i would have played over there because this all sounds very interesting to me i wish i would have had that life experience it's pretty cool you, know, you I, got that 
I uh, I wish I would have played better when I was there, so I could have stayed longer. But I did. <laughs> yeah, that was the breaks. When I don't we all? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I think we were in Ugra Kanti Mansk, yeah. and now <laughs> we're moving on to Lule in the Swedish Elite League again. So I mean. As far as careers go, you're just, you know, you're just having your time between the top leagues in Europe, eh? Just, just having a hoot while I'm toiling away in the second league in Germany. So I'm, I'm glad you're having a hoot. So what's the Swedish Elite League net like now? Again, yeah, right? Like Aren't you back now? Weren't you already there? I can't even keep track. Yeah, I went, so I went back, uh, I went back to Lulian and, uh, Lulea? Yeah. Lulea? Lulea, it's called. Yeah, so that's that was a city up north, um, like northern northern Sweden. And yeah, I don't, we had, you know, we started off with Champions League and, you know, I did, uh, you know, we did pretty good throughout that. But uh, yeah, you know, things, uh, things didn't pan out too well in Lulea, but I actually ended up, uh, I had a slow start. Then I had a, a wrist injury, which was kind of just a nagging thing where I didn't didn't even really know. You just couldn't play as good, but you could play. No, but it, yeah, and I tried, but it was more like a, just a tendon thing. So I missed I missed missed a bit of time, you know, dealing with that. And it's one of those things, you know. It's like when I feel like, you know, being there. It's when the hockey's going good. It's like, oh, this is you know, this is a great great place everything's going good i mean when you're the hockey's not going good and you're hurt and then you're there you're like oh you know this is this is not going good so you know you kind of get to a point the team was kind of we were kind of under even i think and we ended up just uh i think both sides kind of just wanted to to kind of put an end to it <laughs> which was probably better for both and then <laughs> then we uh you know, I, I was lucky enough. I got picked up by, I was happy to go to Tapra, which was, uh, you know, it's a great city in Finland. I was super happy to go there. It's called Tompier, Tompier, Tompra. The team's Tapra, kind of like a tongue twister, but. Yeah, I was going to say Tapra is what I wrote down. Yeah, Tapra is the team. Tompra is the city. So it's kind of, kind of strange. So I was, I was lucky because I was on a two-year deal. So I was really lucky that, uh, not lucky, but like happy that uh, Tapra picked up the rest of the deal because yeah, it would have been uh, would have been a long two years in Lulia the way things were going. I don't think <laughs> <laughs> wasn't going so well. <laughs> but that being said, we had great great guys there. We uh, these Abbott twins were there. They're they're actually the the coaching in uh, another team now, Rogla. I think one's coach, one's the president. Is that, are yeah. you serious? Yeah, they, they got. Uh, um, so do you know what they are to me? They that? are the uh, twins that uh, junior B game seven, my year where I'm like really good uh, right before I go to college, break the scoring record or whatever for my team. Uh, we lost to them in game seven of the finals. Um, and then. <laughs> I had to watch them go to the Swedish Elite League after they beat me in Game 7 and have wonderful careers. 
and I was toiling in the second league in Germany, and now you're telling me one's the president and one's the coach of a team? Well, guess what, Abbott Twins? I got a podcast, so whatever. And guess what? It's sponsored by plumbersgolf.com. And you can get 20% off your next order with the code 2ALS20. So, Abbott Twins, guess who won? Wally. (laughs) Right? Go ahead. Sorry, Abbott twins. Yeah, sure. Go ahead. Talk about them. No, no, I was just saying they were. Yeah, good, were good, good guys. Great day. Work hard. Love the game. Okay. So you were in where? Rope Tapera. Yeah. So that was an awesome city. That was. Uh, we Don't uh, talk about Lulea ever again. We're no, done. We're, we're done. We're done. Sutherland <laughs> Cup should have been mine. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I got a yeah, podcast. I'm happy. I'm just kidding, Abbott Twins. You guys are you guys are fine. Yeah, I didn't do too well up there either. So I'm, I'm trying to forget about it too. But uh, no, they, yeah, then going to going to Finland was Tapra was. Uh, I mean, hockey wise, I didn't I didn't actually put up too many numbers, but we were we were able to win a championship and. I, uh, I actually had a, a group of, when I was in Pori, I used to, nights off, I'd always go up to Tampere and I got to meet uh, through a bunch of mutual friends. I, I, was, I, I had a lot of friends in the city outside of hockey. So when I, uh, when I got, when I got uh, Tapper to pick me up, it was, it was, it was actually awesome. Cause I, I knew a lot of people and, and had some good buddies, guys. I still talk to, you know, still today I talk to them. You're talking to the dudes like outside of hockey from Tapera that yeah, you, well, yeah. you weren't even playing for them yet. Well, no, I, no, I, I met them. Pardon me. No, I met them when I was in Pori. And then when I went, so this town was like an hour from where I used to play. And then when I went from Lulia to Tapera, it was this city. So I had a bunch of friends that I already knew before. So it was, I had friends away from the rink, I should say. So it was right. nice. I knew knew a lot of people in the town, and and uh, I mean even at the end I wasn't playing so much, so I was you know kind of enjoying myself as well. And it was nice nice to get away from the game and have people, you know, just just that release some not release I should say, but like just that separation from. No, I get yeah no I told you need especially when things are yeah I told you need people outside of hockey. Yeah, it can't nice all it can't all just be hockey all the time. You got to do other yeah. things. Exactly. Exactly. So yeah, when I went there, I was, I was happy to go there and I, man, I loved the, uh, I had a great two years there. Like I said, the hockey personally didn't go the way I wanted, but I mean, looking back, it'd be one of the, the better years I've had just, you know, winning a championship, you can never uh, replace that. Right. But, and a lot of fun too, away from the ring. So it was good. So that's when you and, won it. That's when you won it. You won the championship. In uh, Tapper. Yeah. My second year there. And how big of a city is that? And what are the celebrations like? Because the only, I like Finnish guys, uh, like they're, everybody's different from wherever they come from and their backgrounds. They're animals. They're Finnish fellas. Like they got one gear and she's pedaled to the metal and like, holy moly, they get after it. It was incredible. It was uh, like the cell, the party we had after it was, I remember we, we, so we won 
I think we did, I can't remember how many nights we did there. And the big thing in Finland too, is they have the, the fine fund as well. So you I mean, you get fined for every little thing, just so the boys can have the end of the year trip. That was like, everyone lived for the end of the year trip, especially, you know, the older guys on the team, you don't see much. I mean, they're around because they do team events all the time, team parties, but I mean, they, these guys live for this end of the year trip. Well, that's incredible. their, that's like the guys with kids and wives and everything. Like they save up all the nights out all year for that one trip at the end of the year. And I get it. I'm at this stage now. And I was in that stage in Cardiff. I get it now. I totally get it. I had, uh, <laughs> yeah, we, but the parade, they had a, they had a whole, basically like the parade and the, the talk and the, you know, we'd go with the, I don't know how many people were outside for, you know, we were, you know, giving the speeches and had the trophy there type of thing. It was crazy. It was mayhem. I, I don't know how big the city would be. I'd say maybe, maybe like 300,000, maybe a bit more. Okay. More. But it, so for the parade, there's thousands of people there. It was, it was crazy. It was crazy. Yeah, no, that's nuts, man. And you got to experience that. And that, uh, so you're probably what about uh, low thir? No, high twenties at that age or so, maybe. No. Yeah, okay. I think it would have been like twenty. It would have been probably twenty eight, twenty nine. So yeah, so, high twenty. Yeah, you still would have been having a pretty good time at a parade, I would assume. Um, oh yes. And then, like I said, they have that fine fund, so we save up the money for a trip at the end of the year. You know, there's, I think team was kicking in a little bit for if you win the playoff round, this and that. So we ended up going on a, I think we were, went to Spain for like three or four days just from the team money that we all got for, you know, leaving your sandals out or, Where'd you, know, you go, stupid. My, Mallorca? No, it was, uh, I think it was Madrid, Spain. Oh, really? That'd be hard yeah. to corral everybody. It, yeah, it was weird because it was off season too. And it's actually a city. I thought Spain, we're going to a beach. Right. So I had like, like that's what Mallorca is. That's what, that's why I thought you'd go there. That's where all the hockey teams go. It sounds yeah, confusing. You went, went to a city. Did. Yeah. Yeah. I, so I had like tank tops and a bathing suit and flip flops. And I got there, I was in a city and it wasn't even that warm. I was like, ah, crazy. But yeah, speaking about the Finnish guys, I remember one of the older guys, he, he said to his wife, you know, and he, he was a good guy. You didn't see him much all year. It was kind of like, all right, well, I'll see you, you know, I'll see you in a couple weeks or a week or whatever it was, two weeks. But we were only gone three, but it was, that was at the end of the year, that was his time to party, right? So it was, he ripped her up there for four or five days, went to Spain, got back, kept it going. But that's just, you know, it's like, that's their time. Well, and the thing is, is like when you play overseas and you see the fans and you see the pressures of winning games and losing games, and then these guys that have been living that way through the whole thing, like we come over there, some guys are like on vacation and really don't even care where some guys like really care. And these guys like that, they live and breathe it. That's like, and that's what a lot of us are. But then there's some guys that go over there and they're just on vacation. Right. Yeah. But like these guys, you, you go through all that stress all year. It's finally over. Like, let's go to Mallorca. Like, let's hit the beach. And I was invited to a few of those, but I was flying back and I missed them. And 
Um, it wasn't until my final year, actually, that I really went on one, and that was with Cardiff. We went, uh, we went to the Alps of uh, France for, for a, oh, that'd be yeah. We went for some bachelor parties, and it was a good time. Um, that was, anywho, um, yeah. No, I know all about the year-end parties, except I'd see the pictures and all the other stuff of what would go on, and those boys would really let loose after all the stress, eh? Oh man, yeah, it was. Uh, and the other thing with in those countries too, like when it's not English, you, you can't even read the newspaper. You can't like I don't read the paper. I can't listen to what they're saying about me. They could be like, you know, Dixon's the piece of shit. Blah, blah. I'd be like, oh yeah, you know, good to see you, buddy. You know, they got to hear everything. They're hearing it from the people. Yeah. You know, especially if you're a local guy, right? Like you know, those a lot of people like live and breathe for the local team, right? So. Well, and some of the some of their hockey knowledge maybe isn't quite where it needs to be um, for their opinions and uh, what exactly uh, you know they should be saying to people. Um, sometimes in Europe, uh, you know, it it can get frustrating when they really really don't like you. But let's move on to more positive notes. And um, so, who is this Mark Lee character? Because all I have written down from Caldy is that I need to have him on the podcast and he was with you a bunch and he was also in Tapera with you. So who is this character and like, what'd you guys get up to in Tapera? Yeah, he was playing. Uh, so there's two teams in the city, actually. There's another team, Elvis. And uh, yeah, so the, I think they're building a new rink now, but there's two teams that uh, play out of the same rink, which is pretty crazy. Yeah, that's pretty for, weird. For, for a city, I got to look up how many people are, but for a city, I, I'm guessing there's like 300,000. You've got two pro teams playing out of the same rink, both with your own section, like separate fans. It's like the city people like one team, and then I guess it's so. It's like you know, the White Sox and Cubs, but they play out of the same stadium. <laughs> exactly. And there's 300,000 people, and both teams get really good fans. It's hard to, it's hard to understand. It's kind of like, anyway, I mean, it's, like it's like Sunderjuski in Denmark, where it's a town of five, or it's a town of 3,000 people, and they have a 5,000 seat arena that's full every night. <laughs> crazy eh? yeah, it doesn't make sense when you no, add up some, the numbers it doesn't make sense no some of the some of these places i, I just don't understand i don't understand it, it basically the, the whole town's out for the game yeah um so anyways i yeah i guess uh so anyways whoever mark lee is you'll have to come on and tell yeah. me tell me who you are because i just still don't know but these two fellas rave about you yeah, Leezy, he uh so he's so he's a good newfie boy. And then anyways, we uh yeah, we used to, to meet up quite a bit. We kinda I mean if we we've only played together for, for a brief period, but if uh you know, we kind of the same with calls. If we had uh the same days off or something, we'd usually meet somewhere and get in trouble do crazy shit but <laughs> no that sounds fun like if you don't have that if you don't have guys like that on that team it's a whole different year yeah. right no it was just it was all fun though it was a good laugh you know it was like you know it calls he's like everyone's uh you know good uh good humor 
Oh yeah, no, I that guy, him and uh, Andy Canzanello were the two guys in Syracuse that, and, and like Darcy Vero, who I had on, were they were like you know a guy coming out of college that like really doesn't know what's up or down or anything like never been to a rookie camp never been around any of this stuff and like they were the ones who were like hey like do you want to like come eat lunch with us (laughs) 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 so you never you never forget that stuff right like Andy Canzanello was the first guy that was like do you want to come eat Chipotle and I was like do you have any idea how much I love Chipotle (laughs) (laughs) oh it's good Okay, so you go from Tapera, um, where you win a championship, which that's awesome that you win a championship at Finland. That's uh, like, man, that's their Stanley Cup. Like, like we talk about the world championships and all that. Like, like nobody in Canada, the U.S., understand how hard these teams try to win these leagues. Like. They, they put their, they figure out how to have the biggest budget they can possibly have. And they do the best they possibly can every year. And for each team, that's a different level of success. Right. But Mm -hmm. like they try to win so bad, right? Like they do everything they can and that's their Stanley (laughs) cup. And you won that. Yeah. It was, just the, I mean, the atmosphere of those games is probably some of the craziest hockey I think I played going in, especially the, I mean, we lost game seven of the finals the year before to uh, Team Carpat, and we ended up playing them in in the semis my second year and beat them in game seven. That was one of the most draining series I've ever been in. It was just, we were pretty pretty banged up by the end of it and went down 2-0 in the finals and then just I don't know what happened it was something you know sometimes stuff just clicks and we came back and won four straight which was you know you look at it's crazy when you're a playoff series and it's like you get to overtime and they can come down and hit the post or I mean it's such small margins when you're when you get into the semifinals and finals in any league, right? It's, well, it's and it, it can change. It can change your whole life. Like it really can. Like how small, like uh, the the difference is. It can change. Like if you win and you lose. When you win, I personally think like contracts in Europe and all that. Like there, the the lot has to be said about points, but like. Winning, I think, is more important is because when you win, every team is like, well, why is this team winning? And they look at the third line, they look at the second line, they look at the first line, they look at the fourth line, and they're like, well, this is why they're winning. Like, it's not, you know, it's not just points. It's especially in Europe or NHL everywhere is like winning gets contracts. Winning gets people paid, in my opinion, right? Or it should at least. I think so. I think as well. I mean, and I mean, there, there comes a point too. It's that's, you know, at some point you got to put up your, you know, put up your points as well, but it's not uh, like you said, if when you win a championship, it goes good for every guy on the team, right? It's, it's uh, and even personally, you look back on years, it's, you know, looking back, you don't look on, on the, you know, the years you had, you know, good numbers and you could have good numbers and not make the playoffs. It's, 
mean, you look back when you won the championship and got to part, you know, celebrate and all that stuff. So. Oh yeah, no, winning is what it's all about, right? So, anyways, then you, I don't think you've been even like. So we're all the way to, I don't know what year of your career here, but we've now gone from Tapera and winning it to now you're somewhat close to my level. You're now getting to Germany, but you're not to the second league. You're in the first league. So we're almost, we're almost to Cardiff. Um, So Wolfsburg, two years. Um, What's that like? Well, Wolfsburg was, uh, you know, we had uh, a pretty, you know, I think there's the German, the DEL, there's a big gap, I think, with, with, you know, certain budgets between the top teams and the, and the bottom teams. And Wolfsburg was maybe middle, you know, middle, maybe down, uh, not close to those top teams. Yeah. But, uh, you know, they, they made the, the finals the year before and, we just had like a kind of a gritty, gritty team and, you know, some skilled guys, but, you know, teams, I don't think wanted to come to play in Wolfsburg, right. It was kind of a dark rink and it was, you know, it was, our, you know, the team was, everyone just worked really hard. And yeah. We ended up, we made it to the finals that year again. And you went to uh, the finals that year too. My first year, my first year. Yeah. Holy cow, bad. Wasn't we, uh, but we, you know, we ended up against, uh, you know, Red Bull Munich and they had a great, really good team. And, you know, we were, they were kind of the team there. We kind of overachieved every year a bit. And, and uh, we had a great coach, uh, Pavel, he's in Mannheim now, but no, I, I enjoyed that. What, uh, what's his name? Uh, Pavel Gross, his name was. Okay. Really good. But I, the thing I liked about Germany and he was, he was probably one of the toughest coaches I had like demanding wise in terms of training and you know like the tempo of practice and like what he expected of the guys and but he was also like he loved when the boys got like got together and drank beers like he he really like after every game I'm sure it was like that when you were in Germany after every game if we didn't have beers on the bus with the guys we could have lost five one and if we're all not sitting and having beers, he thinks maybe as there's, you know, as there, you know, he, he was all about the team chemistry. So he was, he liked when the guys were together drinking beers, not nothing crazy. And even, you know, we had those, uh, what were those dressing room parties? They used to call them. Cabina Fest. Cabina Fest. Oh, dude. I'll never forget Cabina Fest. They're Love my favorite Cabina thing Fest. in the world. Yeah. So it was like, you know, they had little sections, like you get this many points to be Cabina Fest. Oh. So we had Cabina Fest, you know, we, we were doing kind of stuff like that all the time, but you knew, you know, the next day was going to be hard. Okay, well, so since we have a sponsor that today um, and we're out in the East Coast, um, which is uh, is uh, plumbersgolf.com, two ales, 20 is the promo code, but uh, we better tell everybody what a Cabina Fest is, so... I'd like to know what it's like in Wolfsburg in the first league, because in the second league, you know, we're all making like not very much money. We're, we're, we're living, we're having fun and all's good. But a cabina fest to us was like you and another guy. I only did this on a couple teams. And I tell you, those were the teams that had the most success. 
but you would pick out a meal. <laughs> I said this on one other podcast is you pick out a meal after practice. That food is basically ready to come in the room. You got cases of beer. Everybody sits in the room, eats the food, drinks the beer. And then it is basically a mandatory. We're going elsewhere from here after the, the cabina fest is a locker room party is the English version of that folks. So it is quite the evening and you know, you got to pick your spots at the right time, but some of those nights are quite memorable in my, in my mind. Oh yeah. I used to, I mean, I used to love them. You'd come in and the thing with, I, I can't remember how, I don't know if the Cabina Fests were necessarily planned. I think it was more kind of the, the, the coaches doing it. And, you know, See, you this is different room. in the first league. This is where it's different. This was us spending our own money. I mean, I'm trying to, I'm yeah. trying to, I'm trying to think. But I, I remember it was kind of more of a surprise. You'd get in and be like, oh, Cabina Fest. And there'd be food there and a bunch of beer. And yeah, you just sit around and and it, uh, slam the back. So it was, I don't know, it was a lot of fun. But it, at the same time, we knew it wasn't, we usually didn't get a day off the next day. So it was like, you know, we, you know they're going to make you sweat it out. Yeah, it's probably though, doing this fun stuff. It's probably a little different than the AHL, right? <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> um, so then um, you do the Cabina Fest, you do Wolfsburg, and you went to the finals with, um, I would say, a budget like that. Um, that's very impressive. And you guys must have been like rock stars around that place after doing that. Yeah, it was, it was, you know what, Wolfsburg was kind of a, it's kind of a, I mean, the, the city itself, that's where they make the Volkswagens, right? So it's the Volkswagen plants there and they have a, their soccer team or football team, however you want to call it, but it's right on the highway, right? The weird building. Yeah. So they, I mean, that's huge in the city. And the female soccer team is uh, is big too, and I think they had a basketball team in Brownsburg. But anyways, with with Wolfsburg, they the hockey there was a, a group of you know diehard fans, but it wasn't uh, you know it wasn't as as big as say like Mannheim. You know, like you go into that, that's a crazy you know hockey city where where Wolfsburg there you know there was. It was a, sometimes, especially early in the season, you know, you weren't necessarily playing in front of a, a packed house, but there was great loyal fans. But it wasn't, uh, it wasn't so big. I think in the in the city, you know, you could kind of go around, and not too many people would. It was kind of a different yeah. feel. I think not too well, many people knew you were, and it wasn't a big, it wasn't a huge city. It was a lot of people during the week. It was kind of weird during the week. Everyone would be in Wolfsburg working at like the plant or stuff to do through that. But on the weekends, it was almost like kind of dead. It was kind of like everyone left home or whatever. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It was kind of like just a spot to drop in. But when the soccer team played, there's like 30, 40,000 fans there. So I don't know where they came from, but (laughs) they didn't Uh, make it over to the, they didn't make it over to the rink very often. But (laughs) Yeah. The soccer over there is completely nuts. Um, 
So, can du sprechen ein bisschen Deutsch? No. Okay. No, just, just, no, you were only there. You were there a very brief time. I. Hello, you were there. How long? Way too, like long, six years. Six years, yeah. But like, it's not just I was in the first league. I was in the second league where there's not many imports and like you hang out with the Germans. But anyways, next question then is, so you do the two years in Germany and now um, this is actually why I'm so thankful that uh, I have my MBA. The Cardiff Devils actually recruited recruited me somewhat and I actually asked them to take me somewhat um, is that I got my MBA from them but then about I'd say three four years later I was like geez thank goodness I got me at my MBA because now they're getting players like Steven Dixon to get MBAs and they would have never taken me oh <laughs> uh, god Seriously, though, like, look at your resume. I hadn't been out of the second league in Germany or actually in Denmark. I did good, which that's Denmark. You're not even even close to those leagues, but they're taking you for an MBA. And they took me for an MBA a few years earlier. So I I would say Steve King and Todd Kelvin, you know, 2.3 percent of uh, the team, like you, you know, Todd said in that uh, text there, that like that's not a bad deal there, I would say. But anyways, go ahead. Um, how was your time in Cardiff? Oh, I absolutely love love Cardiff. It's uh, you know, I went there. Uh, I had a good friend, Stu McRae, from uh, I played with Junior Cape Breton boy. Anyways, he. I've heard lots guess, about him. He he must be a Maritimer because everybody has yeah. everything good to say about the Maritimers. It's wild. It's it is wild. No, we all kind of stick together. We all talk each other up a bit too, right? That's true. You <laughs> got to stay in a pack, right? Right. But no, I was you know talking with him and and uh, and uh, Joey Haddad too before I came, and. Uh, you know, for me, being able to do the, that MBA was uh, pr- pretty incredible, right? I mean, there's not too many opportunities, which I, I don't think people, you know, I, I just don't see why people wouldn't do it, to be honest. But I, I totally agree. Um, you know, it's like it's like when you've been that hockey player, and like this is embarrassing to say. But like when you were through your twenties and you were that hockey player in Europe, which you might have been too, but like you were lazy. You you finished practice and like you said, you were napping. I was napping. We were both napping and like we could have been doing stuff. We could have been taking courses. We could have been doing stuff. And that year kind of like kicks you in the butt and is like exactly yeah like like grow up like grow up. Come yeah. on, man. Well, then you kind of get the feeling. It's like, you know, all of a sudden, at least for me, you're, you're kind of, I, I was actually thinking of doing it a couple years before that, actually, you know, just, just on your own. Well, no, no, I wanted to, I wanted to go to the UK. I, I was thinking like, for me, it was kind of like, geez, what if I, you know, that that's a great opportunity there. And it wasn't even like I was talking to teams. I was just, I remember we played, uh, Nottingham in in uh, in Champions League, and I had some friends there, Benedict and and these guys, and 
they were just talking to me about, and I said, man, that's a, that's a great thing. And I was thinking, geez, I want to kind of, I almost wanted to do it the year before I did it. And I was thinking, man, if I, in a bad way to think, but I was saying, if I get hurt playing, like, there's no way I can ever get an NBA, you know, the year before I went to do it. Yeah. And it was kind of when, you know, I was just, just thinking, man, like, I, I'd really want to do this. So when I got there, it was, uh, I mean, the guys, uh, the guys in the level of hockey and, and uh, you know, the, the fans and the, the city, like Cardiff's such an awesome city. And, you know, the way uh, the owners and management run it, like I was like, this is, this place is, this place is incredible. So I, you know, I had, I've had such a great time in, in Cardiff. I, man, I, I don't think you need me to talk too much about it because everybody knows how I feel about it. Um, like, dude, I was, I was out of the game, like out of the game for five years. I, working away and like this is a lot to do with why i have this podcast is is them having me over for that night five years later is like yeah i did do some weird stuff that last year when my knee was hurt and like i did the all i was doing was trying to help the team win like i was just doing the best i could and for them to do that for me like what other team in the UK? Awesome night, and I didn't even know you. Right, and like you got to see me naked, which was pretty impressive too, right? <laughs> hey, um, but no, like Cardiff is my. It was the. It was. It was exactly what I needed at that time in my life. Like you said, they gave me an MBA right before my knee went out. The season before my knee went out. I got an MBA and it was all because of the Cardiff Devils. And then when my knee went out, they didn't even send me home. They let me stay there and be part of it and didn't make my wife and little kids move back to Canada with the house that was rented out and have all that, which there's a lot of teams in Europe, as we've discussed, as we've discussed, what team in Europe would let me stay there and end up doing what I did for them because I realized what they were doing for me to then have a Wally night is <laughs> just so ridiculous, but it's because of the people they are. It has nothing to do with me. I was just trying to do my best to be like, dude, I, I just want to be a part of this. Like they do run and the city, like the places you can go after a game, the places you get to live, you're on the water. Like it is living, isn't it? Oh, it was, uh, it's just awesome. Like, it's just the way they, like you said, the way they treat the guys, they treat the guys so well there. And that's, that's why you see, I mean, there's not many teams in anywhere in Europe, really, unless you're, you know, you get into some of the, uh, some of the countries where, where guys are actually from there. Right. Yeah. But there's not many teams in Europe in general now where you see like the, guys that have been in Cardiff for the amount of time they have been. And that says a lot about uh, what they're doing there, right? Like the the Joey Martins and the Hedaya, all those guys, right? They were there when I started there, man. That's crazy. I, I Like, look at me. I've been out forever, and they were still there. And they, they – yeah. yeah. you know, There's a reason why they can keep guys 
like that there for so long, right? They're, they're doing, doing everything right. So it's, uh, and I had, uh, it was funny, my first year I was there, I was in, uh, it was in training camp, I think. I, I forget, when do you get there? Like early August. And I had a group of buddies that are like dying to go on a road trip. So I'm, I get over, I'm like, boys, this place is incredible. Like you guys, you guys got to get over here and check this place out. So they booked a weekend. It was, we played, I think they saw two of my games. We played Sheffield and then we played, uh, we played the Swede at Vax, Vax Joe or Vaxwa. I don't know how you say it. So we played them in the Champions League game. And then we, they went to a Cardiff City game when they were in the top league. A soccer what, game, folks. Soccer, soccer game. Yeah, soccer That's game. the top league soccer. Or, right? Top league, maybe? Second? Anyways, yeah. go ahead. Yeah, they were, they were in the top league. And then, and then there was uh, that Sunday, there was an NFL game in London at Wembley. So they had like the ultimate trip. They, the the boys still talk about it. Well, it was only a couple years ago, but even still, two three years ago. Well, and like, had, when, like when, when I was gotta... when I was there, they had the Rugby World Cup. Like, it, like there's so much going on. You had people from every country there, and it was like, and then Lordo kind of shut us down, which was ridiculous. But like. It was the Rugby World Cup, and, like, we weren't even supposed to go to games. It was absurd, but whatever. I got to uh, I got to a rugby game there, yeah. Actually, the, the best thing I went to, I, the rugby was good, darts. Did you go to a dart event? I never went to a dart event. I had little children. It I was, was doing the- my MBA, dude. <laughs> ah, yeah, true. I didn't go anywhere. <laughs> I, I, must have, I think I got out a little bit more than I <laughs> I was there by myself my last year. We so this darts comes to town, and I had a buddy who, uh, a buddy from here actually, he was he was working for a gambling company over there. He's like, yeah, I got two tickets. I'll leave them for you. It's like at a table or something. And so me, his dad, I think it was Jared. I know there was a few of us went, and I heard they were crazy. Dart going to live darts is like the best event I've ever seen. Is that right? You gotta you gotta YouTube it later, like. Well, so I've seen it. I know what it is. So, like, they're like 120, right? Well, yeah, I think it's 180 or 120. And then people go crazy. <laughs> and everyone's dressed up in, like, costumes. There's cheerleaders. They come out of a tunnel, like, WWE. Yeah, I, man, I, it's just insane. And for us, it's so crazy because we don't even, like, no one here watches darts, right? Well, I, I, I hold on. I have a golf dartboard in my shed. Oh. I play darts. Um, I play darts as well, but I mean, it's not going to be on TSN. No, no, and you're not going to come out of a tunnel like you're in the WWE. Come out like uh, Ric Flair. <laughs> but, but no, some darts. Crazy. They have like the the flames coming up or the fire. Like it's it's a whole production, and people just sing and chant. Well, you know how passionate the fans are over there for anything. Right? It's and I can't believe how they can get into it. Like even the hockey, like it's like once they decide they're a hockey fan, they just like they can't take the uh, highs and lows anymore. <laughs> they just like once they start whistling at you. <laughs> Anyways, oh, dart man. darts. Let's not talk about that. Darts. That was way more fun. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's uh, yeah, it's quite an event. 
Like it's. So how long does it last? How long does the dart event last? I can't remember. Like there, there's different. There's a bunch of different. I mean, I, I don't know how many matches they have a night, but it's. I mean, like so, you're there, like time, like huh? like you're talking, exactly. you're drinking like three hours, four hours, five hours. Like how long are you watching a guy throw a dart with? Like they come out of the. The cage. Well, no, or- different. There's different games. Two people play. Yeah, two people play, and then another two come out, and another. It's like it's pretty ongoing. I'd say probably three hours, maybe. But that it's a big drinking event. Yeah, it's like people go there. People go there. Everyone there is probably drinking in the whole stadium. And this like was mayhem. in Cardiff. This was in Car- Cardiff at Motor Point. Oh, Motor Point. Okay. Yeah, I never went there. I know they had concerts and all sorts of stuff there, right? Yeah. Yeah, so it's a, it's a big – it's a nice venue, actually. No, mm-hmm. like, uh, Cardiff has literally everything you could ask for. Like, everything. It's right? awesome. You're right on the water. You go downtown, and you get a big castle in the middle of downtown. Great restaurants. Then you got pubs, the bay. Pubs. That's where I lived right by Cardiff Bay. I love Cardiff Bay. That's where awesome. I live. That's where I live for both years was Cardiff Bay. Yeah, it's it's incredible. You get down there to. Uh, Do you ever hit Eli Jenkins? That's where I wrote my uh, thesis. Yeah, it was uh, that was pretty pretty close to my place. So I was just on the other side, the other side of Cardiff Bay. I'm trying to think. I think I know where you guys used to live, though. Okay. I yeah. was kind of. I was a quick walk to there, though. But I've been there. Yeah, that's a nice spot. Yeah, no, I, I, I wrote my thesis there. Yeah, no, they know me well at uh, Eli Jenkins. Yeah, yeah, I got my, I got my MBA there, so thank you, folks. Um, <laughs> Strong Wi-Fi signal. Um, I did, uh, just so everybody knows, though, I did graduate with whatever they call it in the UK, honors, merit, whatever it is. So, um, I get honors, too. Yeah, so Eli Jenkins didn't get in the way of that bad, folks, just saying. Um so I guess we're getting near the end and we've been going a while. Um, so you mentioned what you're doing now and it's been a strange time, but like, like you're ready to rock again. As soon as this is over, you're ready to play hockey again. I can tell you're itching and you're just dying to get back now and you still have another summer to get through. eh? Well, yeah, it's, uh, it's funny. My buddies laugh at, you know, once in a while we'll have, uh, we we have a thing here, don't airs. It's called. It's kind of like a oh, kebab. stop talking dirty to me. Don't talk dirty to me. <laughs> hey, hey, hey. We're on a podcast. You're not allowed to talk dirty to me. <laughs> Seriously, stop it. But anyways, it's, for me, it's just been like a. It's funny to think how long I've actually been home. I've been home over a year, right? And usually you're just home for the summer. Two so months, was, three uh, months, yeah. Yeah, it was like. January, February, and me and my buddy were eating a donair. We got it from a different place. I said, man, this is like the best donair we've had all summer. He's like, oh, he's I, like I talked snow. to you about this. Okay, go yeah, ahead. He, but he's just laughing. He's like, there's, man, there's snow on the ground. It's winter. He's like, you've been home for like eight, nine months. I'm like, geez, yeah. You know, time kind of flies, right? And you just kind of, yeah, flies by. But no, I, I'd like to. I don't, don't, uh, like I said, you know, taking the year off makes you realize, you know, you miss it. 
you, know, you miss that competing, right? There's only, I mean, you can play, play pickup with your buddies, which actually gets quite heated and quite intense, but uh, it's not like playing a game and throwing the hits and all that. Right. No, it's, it's totally different experience. Um, when like, whether it's uh, let's see here. Okay. Hold on. Whether it is um, Brinas, Amur, Habarovsk, Asat, Lokomotiv, Yaroslava, Yugra, Kanti, Mansk, or Ulea, or Tapera, or Wolfsburg, or Cardiff. Um, it doesn't matter. Like being part of a team being part of the guys going to work every day, putting in the work, um, being together, drinking coffee together, putting on your gitch, talking about what you did the night before talking about whatever's going on at home. That's the stuff you miss. And I totally get it. Now I've been out for five years and I figured out how to, somewhat get it back in my life and i hope you get it back in your life sooner than later because we all need this man oh yeah no it's you're exactly right you know it's just that uh you know the stuff you take for granted right just the you know the laughs and the just being part of the team it's it's hard to even explain to people right if they've never you know they never pe people that haven't been a part of it like like, yeah, it's hard, to it, well, it, it, it's hard to explain too, but like, even I think like there's differences too. like, there's different levels of us too. I think, <laughs> uh, like guys that are, you know, yeah, I know what you mean. Do you know what I mean? There's different levels of us. And, um, there's some guys that just think certain things are funnier than others. And, uh, some people are a little more uptight. And uh, I think that if we were on the same team ever in our careers, we would have really hit it off. <laughs> at least that's from, oh, what, I I, so at least from yeah, what, what I hear. Yeah. yeah, no, I mean, I'm sure we probably have the same sense of humor. And, uh, but yeah, you're right. I mean, I mean, Obviously, with the team, there, there's, I mean, you got 20 guys, so it's, there's going to be a lot of different, uh, you know, different personalities and everything. And, and uh, but yeah, I usually, usually, you know, uh, migrate or navigate to the people, you know, just kind of like to have a good laugh and, you know, sense of humor is a little crooked, which is funny, you know. Well, yeah. And, yeah. and, yeah, I know. I, I know exactly what you're like. And, uh, you know, hockey's hockey. And uh, I I just, I really hope you're back soon. I hope, uh, I hope, uh, like, I'm, I'm glad you, I'm, I'm not glad. I, I, I think having um, a winter at home with your buddies and um, what we're all going through probably puts it into perspective how lucky you are um because but on the other hand is man you've worked for everything you've done because you don't last this long you don't 
play on all these teams unless you're a team guy and you're like, and from what I've heard from guys, I, I was so excited today just from what I hear from Caldy, who is from my rookie year <laughs> to pigs, who is from my last year. Both of those guys oh. knew you and I'm getting messages from both of them about you. And it's like, they all match up. All everything matches up that like if we would have played on the same team, you know what? I might have even dipped bread and ketchup. Ah, <laughs> oh, that's good. <laughs> but I might have had a little uh, sriracha uh, in it, you know? <laughs> and, yeah, the Okay. But seriously, do you have anything else to say before we, we shut her down? Because I, I really do appreciate you coming on because you know what? Like I keep having these guys on with ridiculous careers and it's making me a little bit too legit um, to just be in my shed, <laughs> just to be in my shed. So um, thank you for coming on. I thought you were in the dressing room there with the... Oh, sorry. Do I? Yeah, no, I'm not very good at updating the, uh, what's the called there? The YouTube page, because you know, that like it's, the up there. It's good. well, there you go. This is where I actually am. Uh-huh. There I am. I'm in the shed. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Nice. It's beautiful out here. Um, like but Hey, just so you know, thank you so much for, um, stopping by the podcast via zoom from Halifax. Um, this episode has been brought to you by Plumbers Golf. Plumbersgolf.com. Two ales, 20. Uh, that will get you 20% off your next order from Plumbers Golf. And let me tell you, folks, it is good stuff. I actually was explaining to the wife that, like, I actually had a sponsor. And I was like, check, check out this website. Like, check it out. And she was like, wow could you get me one of those beanies? And I was like, I have no idea. I'm just talking to Dixon tonight, (laughs) (laughs) but I tell you, they got some nice, nice. And look at his hat there, folks. Like they got good stuff. So thank you very much for sponsoring the podcast. Um, And this has been another episode of two ales and hockey tales with Wally. Brought to you by Plumbers Golf from Halifax, Nova Scotia, I think. Some people clap on a one and three. Some people clap on a two and four. Some people don't join at all because they got no rhythm. And that's all right. Some people, they drink too much. Some people don't drink enough. Some people are just like me. I hope y'all forgive them. I'm like Scott and I go bands. I'm like Pizza Town Van Van. I'm always speaking my mind. I'm not